Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast, the show for everyone and anyone that is ready to break free from the dogmatic chains of the health and fitness industry and create their own life free from restrictions. Now, introducing your host, Madeline Moon, a former fitness model gone sane and the author of the popular self-love book, The Perfection Myth. If you dig the show and you're looking for more insight on how to stop food and exercise from controlling your life, check out her website, maddiemoon.com, and grab your free guide. If you're ready to end dieting once and for all, it's time you learn how to pursue real health instead. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Mind Body Musings podcast. I am your host, Maddie Moon, and I am just returning from my vacation. I am relaxed, I am calm and cool and collected, but I'm also recovering from a sickness. I don't know what I got, but the very first day of my amazing vacation last week, I face planted into the water and it was freezing cold water, and coming from Colorado, where it's dry, dry, dry heat, I think that was kind of a shock to my body, and then I got a sore throat, and then I got stuffy nose, and crazy congestion, and now I'm in the cough phase, so hopefully I won't be coughing into uh, the mic for this podcast episode, because that wouldn't be very fun for you to listen to, but with that said, my vacation was a blast. So I'll give you some insight into what kind of trip this is and why we take it every year. Um, but first, actually, I want to do the review of the week because if I don't do it now, I'll forget to do it. So today's review of the week comes from Serious Fighter. She says, positive body podcast with five stars. I have listened to almost every podcast from Maddie Moon since she started making them, and I can tell that she's gone through her own personal journey trying to reconcile the fitness competition world and the real world as well, and finding inner peace between her body and mind. It is so refreshing to hear that another female is going through this journey, and as a young, active female, I can totally relate to almost everything she and her wonderful guests talk about. I love that Maddie is open to all perspectives in fitness and nutrition and doesn't try to mold her audience into one particular diet or style of being active. I find myself listening to the podcast while I'm walking my dogs in the morning and saying out loud, oh my gosh, yes, exactly. Her insight is wise beyond her young years, and it is inspiring to see that she is able to reach young men and women in a healthy and positive way. Two thumbs up. Thank you so much, Serious Fighter. That is my goal, to be able to relate to men and women of all ages and not feel like, not make them feel like they have to be pressured into a type of mold. So that means a lot to me. Thank you. So getting back to uh, my vacation that I just went on, and this has nothing to do really with what I want to talk about today, but hey, why not? My show, I feel like y'all might want to get to know a little bit about my family, but we do this every year. We go to a place in Alabama, and um, I'm not going to say the specifics, but when this place opened up, my grandparents actually 
So it's actually, yeah, it's a private area in Alabama. But when it first was released and they said, oh, welcome to this private area in Alabama lots of years ago, my grandparents were in the same car together. I don't know if they were dating or just married, but they were the 25th car to go over the line to go into this area. And they went into it and... Um, ever since then, they made it a tradition to go back to this small area in Alabama every single, um, summer, everyone does. So, since I was born, I've been going back to this area in Alabama to celebrate, you know, my grandparents together, a meeting, but since then, I mean, since they took that first car ride over to that land, um, it has grown tremendously. So it was first just their family that would go over there every summer and just have a week-long vacation, family time, roasting marshmallows and um, drinking fruity drinks and relaxing on the beach playing sand volleyball. And then people started getting married and having babies. And then their babies have babies. And then there's babies, babies, husbands, uh, family members would start coming. And it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now we are like at 40 plus people and some people I forget their names because they just they're they're new into the family or or, um new marriages with new kids and it's just a blast just to meet so many different people and the crazy amazing thing about my family I feel is that we all get along and I come from a very southern family my mom was raised or born and raised for a few years in Alabama. So they're all very Southern. Um, and I am much more, I don't know. I, I think I'm in a, a mix politically. Or, you know, I'm, I'm very, I'm kind of just relaxed about things and everyone seems to be fairly set in their beliefs. But we all get along so well and we all listen to each other and love each other and have fun. And we don't, just it's just really interesting how such a big family everyone loves each other and it was really fun to be able to bring my boyfriend this year and um it was the first year I can honestly say that I wasn't it's 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 interesting because I still didn't eat the junk food that was lying around everywhere because there's tons of junk food because there's lots of kids there every year I never eat the junk food but it was different The same act, not eating the junk food, was different this year for me because I didn't want it. I feel like all the other years I've ever gone to that vacation, it's been like food was out to get me, it was all around me, it was controlling me, good food, bad food. I had all these different labels and the food that I saw as bad food, I labeled it as bad food and it was always around me and I was like wanting to have it because it was seductive and it was sitting there and I couldn't have it and I wanted it and I felt miserable because I was chained and I couldn't have it but blah, 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 blah and it kept going and I had my special food and I couldn't have any of the the treats if I wanted them this year I didn't eat the processed junk if I didn't want it which I really just didn't want it because there's so much good fruit and healthier options for me I shouldn't say healthier but more optimal options for me but I still had ice cream and wine every single day because I could and I wanted it that's what I wanted but it didn't control me anymore so after I drank the wine I was over it It was the next day I was ready to start a new day I was excited I was focusing on the family time that I had same exact experiences same exact food that's been presented to me every single year but a completely different transformation on the inside so the last time I went on this vacation it was actually three years ago and that's when I was still in the whirlwind of um, body dysmorphia. And this year it was 
quite a 180 because it was the same comments made from people, the same types of people, the same types of food, same situations, but the ease that I approached everything made this vacation one of the best because I was not anxious, I was not worried, I ate exactly what I wanted to eat, and I didn't over eat certain things because I was searching for satisfaction, I knew that satisfaction doesn't double with serving sizes. So I had what I wanted, I felt so good and content, and then I was ready to move on by doing a game or like playing with the kids or whatever. Food became a part of the trip, not the whole reason for the trip. I think a lot of you can relate to this, and if you're not yet to this stage, that is okay. It is okay. It takes a lot of time and patience and practice to be able to learn how to approach vacations with sanity and with relaxation, just being able to focus on the fun and not just food being out to get you. Because I, I'm telling you right now, I ate ice cream and wine and uh, rum and sandwiches and I look exactly the same as I left. And that is because of how I approach the food. Relaxed, stress-free, um, once I finally let my t- intuition tell me how much to eat, it all just took care of itself. I didn't have to plan anything. I just ate till I was full and I stopped, um, when I was, and then when I was hungry, I started eating again. It's so easy, so simple. We overcomplicate these things. We overthink these things. But if you let your intuition just take over for once, you will truly see how easy it is to go on vacation and then to carry that vibe back home with you. When you get back home, the same can continue. It doesn't have to be just on vacation. It can be here at home. Just because you have a fridge inside of your house doesn't mean that you get to be controlled by it. You just go go to it, visit it whenever you're hungry. So I know that's a lot of stuff that's easier said than done, but hopefully what you hear in these podcast episodes truly help you to um, start with those with those simple, small actions of just realigning your focus on your purpose, your worth, your gift in this world instead of food, instead of the trivial matters of weight and size and shape and appearance. So what I want to talk about today kind of ties in with this, and it's a different topic, one I haven't really spoken about before, but I'm, I think it's time that I just highlight the positives of this one act, and that is making your own blog for recovery, during your recovery. I don't have a crazy amount to say about this, but what I do, I think I, I think will hit home for people that have been thinking about it recently. So I think blogs are a very powerful tool for so many reasons. You do not have to be a good writer. So if you're like, well, I'm not a good writer. Well, no one will read it. Forget those reasons. Think about it for you. Think about if you already journal, if you already um, express yourself in some kind of way of writing out your emotions or poetry, whatever it may be. Blogs are really um, really great tools for getting out those emotions on a regular basis. So I have a few reasons, I have actually six reasons why I think it's a great idea to start a blog for recovery um, slash discovery or moving through the whole disordered eating, body dysmorphia, body image um, realm. If you're working through it right now and you're just not uh, sure how, something still kind of feels like it's missing, the connection factor, I think this would be a great idea for you. And recently I've actually had about seven to ten people email me saying, Thanks, Madeline, for your podcast. It's inspired me to start a blog. And they all said it's helped them a lot. And they sent me their links and I read them and they all look so great. 
And I'm so proud of these people. But the thing that really stuck with me is that it said, you know, my podcast helped inspire them to start a blog and the blog helped them. Their own writings helped them. So here are my six reasons. The first one is finding your tribe. I think, have you ever heard the quote, um, your vibe attracts your tribe? Well, it's kind of the same way with your blog, but it's much more easier for you to find your tribe because people, the right people find your blog. It, It happens that way. The right people find your blog online it's shared somehow they find it they they bookmark it they start reading it they reach out to you and then you all become friends or you you collaborate you connect my first blog I started in like 2010 I think or nine it was a poetry blog because I actually used to be a a poet like hardcore like I was a poetry major in school I thought I was gonna be like living in England in like a a tiny loft writing poetry all day long. That was my plan for my life for so long. So I started a poetry blog and I wrote lots of poems and uh, my all my teachers wanted me to get a a master's um, in fine arts and with a focus on poetry because I was so dedicated to it. But then my blog started turning and well, my focus started turning into health and fitness. Then I got into health and fitness. And then my blog became about bodybuilding and and losing weight and all of the stuff that I now warn against. But it has been such a therapeutic tool for me. So even being able to go back and read those first blog posts I wrote about like, oh, my, my clean eating plan goes like this, blah, 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 blah. I can go back and read that and be like, wow, what a transformation I've made. So when I get into those weird mind funks where I'm just like, um, oh, I'm not making much moves in the world or progress. or I can read that and see, well, there's been some major moves that have been made in my own soul, in my own soul. Um, so that that is a really great reason. But along with that is finding your tribe because throughout the journeys, I've had people follow me since 2010, all the way since back then, or since 2012 when I started like my fitness health blog. And then they watch my transformation and they, they need, they need it just as much as I needed to write about it. So some of the people that started out with me, they were also into like the bodybuilding, fitness, weight loss mindset. And then once I started changing, they noticed how much healthier I, I looked and sounded and seemed and they enjoyed that. So they ventured into that too. Some people weren't, you know, necessarily following my work, but working alongside me and we started to collaborate. I have found all of my best friends in the online world. The people that inspire me more than anyone else, they are the women that are spreading their message right next to me on Google with with their blogs and their podcasts. And I reach out to them, they reach out to me, and these kind of relationships really truly um, add to my add to my own inspiration. Like I'm just so inspired by these women. They add to my own motivation to keep going. So finding your tribe, you can definitely find your tribe through a blog. The other one is free coaching. So what I mean by that is when you are being coached, one of the best parts about being coached is just knowing someone is listening. So if you are going through um, an eating disorder or any kind of body image struggle, writing out your feelings and just knowing someone out there is reading it, it's like being coached because someone is just there to listen or to read. And that is so helpful. Just getting your emotions out and knowing that someone else is reading your work and it's public and it's there, it makes you vulnerable. And I think vulnerable, being vulnerable is a huge, huge part of opening up and embracing the unknown, what you cannot control. And it lets you know that you're not as alone as you think. Uh, The third one is journaling. 
not everything needs to be published. Keep that in mind. You can write out your feelings, angry, frustrated, sad, um, emotional, with every intention of putting in your blog and then read it through again. Be like, well, you know what? I don't want to put this on my blog. This one's more just for me. And you can just stash it away in a Word document or on your Evernote and just keep that for yourself. But knowing that having that goal at the beginning of the post, like I'm going to put this out there, it might just give you that extra boost to finish that journal entry to finish it through, just to write for five minutes a day, knowing it has a place to live, that someone else can read it. That helps you big time. Just put the, I would say pen to paper, but I guess fingers to um, keypad. <laughs> but um, I, I do think journaling is a great meditative tool just to get in your own thoughts and to release tension, anger, frustration, worry, sadness, and to move on about your day feeling like you got to release it. Like it's not there anymore. It might still be there a little bit, but it's not built up. And having a blog, knowing that it has a place to go to, will motivate you to actually do the writing. Another reason, this will be reason number four, is you're creating art. You are literally creating a masterpiece. It doesn't matter how good your English is, doesn't matter how good your punctuation or grammar is, you are creating art regardless because no one can tell you that your writing, your emotions, your sentences are not art. Art is defined by what you are feeling, how you put it into sentences, how you put it into words, how you put it into syllables. So every single time that you write an entry, you just created art. And I think creating art every single day for me personally, and for a lot of the people that are in the world of body image and eating disorders, knowing that you're creating something beautiful every day really helps to stop putting so much focus on making a beautiful, quote, body. If you're finding yourself wanting to fit into these standards for a perfect body, a beautiful body, society's version of perfect Focus that attention on creating something beautiful aesthetically to creating something beautiful online. It is so much more worth it. And I'm speaking from my experience. My blog, my podcast has been the biggest tool for my um, recovery. It really has. Connecting with people, putting out my work into the world, and being vulnerable. Those are the things that have contributed the most to my recovery. And I'm not just saying that because I'm like, ah, I gotta influence people. No. 100% this putting it out there and that's helped me to identify my gift in the world. My gift is this. This is what really thrives me, keeps me going. Right now in this moment doing this podcast, I'm feeling on fire. I am feeling so good. I am feeling like I'm helping people. Even though I'm not even seeing your beautiful faces, I'm still here just staring at a wall, but I still feel like the fact that I'm creating art and I'm going to you know, when this is over, I'm going to put an intro in the front and an outro in the back, and then I'm going to put it online. It's going to feel so good because I made something. So it helps me after I find the satisfaction of making something, I'm not going to go to a scale and be like, now what do I weigh? You know, it doesn't need to do that because my worth, I found it somewhere else that feels so much more fulfilling. Uh, the fifth one is going to be you may find a new passion and purpose within this. And this ties into the thing I just said, but when you start doing a, a blog and a, and a, a website and a podcast or a videos on YouTube, please don't forget YouTube. For some people, that really is their thing. Um, even if you have one follower, don't even forget about that. It take everyone. It takes time to build anything. It really does. So don't be discouraged by negative comments. And that'll be a whole nother podcast sometime. But um, 
don't be discouraged by, by the number of follower, followers you have. Just being able to create that art, you may find that this thing has been missing from all your life. In our generation, we are so lucky because we have this tool. We have this incredible tool for creating uh, YouTube videos and podcasts and being able to actually make something from the comfort of our own bedroom and then putting it out there for thousands of people or one person to listen to. It's incredible. And you may find it lights you on fire, but you won't know until you try it. And the last one is going to be, it's easier than you think. Doing this is not difficult. You could go to Squarespace and you could create a website right now and publish your first post. And then you can share it with me. And then you can share it with other awesome people in this industry. And then you can share it with your friends and family. Or you can keep it to yourself. You don't have to share it anywhere until you feel comfortable with it. There's no pressure. But I do have to say it is way easier than it than you would think. Even podcasting is probably easier than you think. All you have to do is when you're committed and you're excited and you're motivated to do something, you research it. You figure out how it can work for you, what is best for you, and you don't have to know know all these things before you get started. You can get just get started tonight, tomorrow, writing about how you feel about your body dysmorphia. Start writing about how you feel about how food is controlling your life and how sick and tired you are of it. Write about how you feel about your weight, about societal pressures in this perfection world. And then as you start writing, you'll start to realize you're feeling better about the things you've been worrying about for so long. They're not that bad. Now, I'm not saying everyone is going to absolutely love blogging and love YouTube and it's going to be your sole purpose in life, but I am saying that it's worth a shot if you're considering it. It's worth giving it a try. And that's really all that I have to share today. If you um, have a blog and you want to share it with me, I'd be happy to check it out. You can email me at mindbodymusings at gmail.com. Before I go, I just want to send out an invite to anyone that has not yet downloaded 10 Proven Steps for Ending Any Diet Obsession because that is my free book that is on my website. You can download that by just going to maddiemoon.com and you'll see where it says, Download Now! Um, or something like that, but you can get it, and it, it will provide you with a few more tips similar to these types of things that will help you with your own struggles in life with food, dieting, and exercise addiction. Thanks for listening, as always. Love you guys. See you later.